Don't know what that was. I have, I have no idea what happened then. There's a ghost, <laughs> a ghost in the machine. I had one gig booked down that I had to go and we had, we did like a it was like a 15 hour round trip in the middle of it, uh, and it just happened to work because that afternoon that gig was in an, it was two it was two o'clock in the afternoon, and my Edinburgh show was at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I had a full 24 hours to get down, do the show, and get back again. Wow. So uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, and we only missed one show at the fringe. So yeah, that was amazing as well. Again, really hard because like you've got to be constantly out there and self-promoting and all yeah. of that stuff. But I loved it. And what it's going to give me is we sort of cheated last year with the show. Um, the show that we toured was basically the same show I'd done uh, a couple of years earlier. So we knew it quite well. Uh, the plan is that going forward, I'll do Edinburgh every August and my tour is in September, October every year. Obviously this year, yeah. we just pushed it back to next year. But um, August and then September, October on tour. So that gives me August to run the show and just get it really tight. Yeah. I watched an interview with, I've got a massive man crush on Ricky Gervais. And yeah. I watched uh, um, I watched an interview with him recently and he said on a podcast called The True Geordie. And he said that um, before his last tour went on sale, 10,000 people had seen it for free. Nice. Because he did two hundred, he did 40, 40 gigs for two hundred and fifty people, yeah, and um, that was it. So when 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 the tickets went on sale for fifty, sixty, a hundred quid, whatever they were, the people who were paying that money had seen a perfect show, yeah. And so I yeah. sort of see Edinburgh as that for me. Three thousand people saw the show last year, so I sort of see that as a as a really good way to warm up before we go on tour. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's especially with hypnosis because there's so many variables getting out there performing and polishing the show is, is a great thing you know like yeah. i said there's a, lot, there's a lot of guys that unfortunately if they don't get the stage time then drive the price down and kind of go out cheap or free to get experience uh whereas getting out there and doing it properly is is, is the best way to do it really so uh, yeah what was is there a venue or a town that you you just kind of go i'm never going back there for some reason either they're then I, I have a town I don't work. I'm, I, I, I couldn't yeah. possibly. I, oh God, yeah. You can't be. <laughs> you can't be funny in Liverpool when everybody in Liverpool is the funniest person in the room. So, so you don't just, do Liverpool. I I don't do Liverpool. That's um, hilarious. Oh, it's just it, you know when you just you go to a place you have a bad experience. You go to a place again you have a bad experience, and then you get to a place again. I had a, I had another hypnotist who doesn't work now. Who it's a nice corporate Christmas do. And uh, I had a look on their Facebook, all contracted and everything. I had a look on their Facebook two days beforehand um, and saw this other hypnotist has tagged that he was going to this hotel for a job. And I thought, oh, well, what are the odds of them having two? Um, and then it turned out that the DJ that works in this particular hotel knew a hypnotist from who worked at the holiday abroad type thing who would do it cheaper. Uh, and he went and did it. And at first I was like, I can't believe a fellow professional has done that. And then that night on Facebook, he was putting all the messages going, what an absolutely bunch of bastards. They ruined my show and this, that, and other. And I thought, that's, three, that's three warning flags. Liverpool, for me, it's just, it's, yeah. It, 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 oh, it doesn't work. The first time I've gigged Liverpool, I'm not lying. I was sat there, I'm waiting to go on stage. And I've looked across at this fellow who didn't look well. And he was just sick down himself. Like, just sick down himself. It was disgusting. The barmaids come over, looked at him, called him a terrible word. And then started mopping around him and cleaning it up, and I'm like, "Are you not? Are you not going to ask him to leave?" <laughs> so it's like for me, Liverpool is it's, it's a place I don't work. Is there anywhere you don't work? 
Uh, there isn't, but I really struggle in the West Midlands. Anywhere, well, for the most part, anywhere like around Birmingham, that sort of area has been a bit of a nightmare for me generally. And wow. it stemmed from the tour. Um, we had a couple of nights where the shows just had to be pulled just because we didn't sell enough tickets. Again, big learning lessons. And that still costs you a fortune because you've still advertised yeah. it and done all the rest yeah. of it. Um, so, yeah, so there was a couple of shows we had to pull. There was one that we made work and it was a really good show, but it was hard work to get there. Uh, and yeah, so I've, I, and, and there was a gig that we did on the tour that didn't go very well. And that was in the Midlands. So for me, uh, and that theater, unfortunately, that theater has, has been hit by COVID and, and closed, unfortunately. Um, but that was a place I was never going to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you, you get these areas where you kind of go like that when you've had two or three bad experiences, you, you, you write it off completely. I, I say that we are going back to Birmingham the tour next year. So anyone in Birmingham. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well, Ignore uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after COVID, I need the money, so I work with the bull. So yeah, um, I mean, where's where's the tour at for the kind of the autumn season, which we're about to go into now? Where yeah. where was it at with that? Do you still have any dates in for this year? No. So we moved everything. Uh, it came down to it was before the UK went into lockdown. I I felt a bit tetchy about what might happen. Yeah, and then and then the, the the country did go into lockdown, and I thought I've got a choice now. I can mm. either put a massive advertising budget into selling a twenty because it's a twenty-seven date tour. Yeah. So I can either put a massive advertising budget into selling twenty-seven dates up and down the country, um, and find out that because of coronavirus I can't do the show, yeah. and then all of that money is lost. Yeah, or I can make the decision to cancel it. Well, push it back a year. And, uh, and then, and then at least it's within my own terms, because I believe that we'll be back to normal ish by, yeah. by this time next year. Yeah. So, and then, and then Cameron McIntosh came out and said that none of his theaters were likely to be open this side of Christmas. Yeah. And I thought that says loads. Yeah. I got lots of friends who work in theater and they're all saying similar things. So I just made the decision to pull it. And fortunately all of the theaters, every one of them with the exception of, well, all of them were amazing and all of them just picked up the date and re and moved it to next year. Now we were lucky Brilliant. in two regards. One is we already had a lot of dates penciled for next year anyway. So all we've done is I've said, well, let's just pick up that date and yeah. just replace it with the one we've already got penciled. Um, the only one that was difficult wasn't difficult because they're horrible people. They're, um, they're just they're undergoing a two-year refurbishment, and that means they'll be closed until 2023. Yeah. So we were like, okay, great, nothing we can do there. So the whole tour, with the exception of two dates that are still penciled because they're trying to shuffle everything around, has just been rescheduled to September, October 2021. But I wanted to push it. If I thought if I'm going to push it back, I want to push it all the way back. Yeah. I don't want to push it to the spring no. and still be at risk and yeah. not have the full, because at the minute, if we had posters and flyers in theaters, nobody's getting them. So yeah, yeah fortunately under the circumstances of like moving shows for theaters is the most painful thing uh, or canceling shows, but they were all amazing just because every, you know, every, every show that should be on right now is, is in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that, that that's what helps. And it's, it gives you longer to, to build it up and find out exactly where things are. I know next week we've got uh, Patrick Picard on, uh, the Belgium hypnotist, yeah, who who's the only guy who has worked solidly through COVID. Really? And, uh, oh, he's just he was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, but he's he's doing a tour in France, um, and he's doing like four nights a week doing the holiday parks in France, and it's like he has not stopped working throughout the whole thing. So how, how that's going to work with France and their lockdown, I have no idea, but it, it'll be interesting uh, to get interesting to speak to him next week, just to see how he's doing it with social distancing. 
and, yeah, yeah. How, that, and how that works out for him. But yeah, it's, uh, I know I've had a couple of inquiries for shows in lockdown going, oh, it's a private party. Can you do this? And it's like, it's not worth the risk now doing yeah. something that's going to ruin it for everybody. No, I agree. So, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a crazy world. But yeah, hopefully things will be. Uh, a venue that I book messaged me two days ago kind of going uh, are we still going ahead better mind it's all paid for are we still going ahead with the booking uh, if we are it's uh, limited to 40 people i'm like well well no <laughs> do you know what i mean but they're trying they're trying to make me cancel it rather than them canceling it so we're right. just trying to we're trying to find out where that line's financial. <laughs> it's a mutual <laughs> breakup i think is what you need there yeah exactly yeah that's that's the only option so yeah um you know what's what's next for you um you're probably one of the few hypnotists that you don't have a book out yet at the moment a book yeah have no. you got one yet are you writing one yet absolutely no chance i actually have um obviously back in the day we released the seesaw uh induction yeah. dvd which which alex uh, smith released um yeah and i did i did a lecture for i did a lecture for penguin magic who are a magic shop in ohio so they fly out magicians and mentalists and stuff to do lectures that are broadcast live um so i did that i did a penguin lecture on stage hypnosis for, from the angle of somebody who's a magician and wants to move into that world but actually i um i have no interest in teaching hypnosis or talking yeah. about it or or going that route uh, i've worked with a couple of people like one-on-one -on -one. Um, but I, I have no desire to be part of that world. So there's definitely none of that happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. The, the plan is that the tour will get bigger and better. The plan is that uh, there's Alex doing his thing. The plan is that the tour <laughs> will get bigger and better um, we and we'll do more and more venues. I make no money from the sales of that DVD. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that that's the plan. Like, I, I I'm still doing odd gigs. I'm still doing odd gigs. Like, I'm not I'm not suddenly not available for hire anymore. Because if yeah. the gig is right, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, but I'm doing very few. Um, I've cancelled. Like, what used to be my student season is now overtaken because September is is now the tour season, the theatre tour season, and that's just the direction I want to take it in. And I basically want to. I think I want to do. We had an interesting conversation with the theatre manager at the back end of last year. The last night of the tour, um, I was talking to the theatre manager Chris, and he said. Um, who was at the show and he said it's really interesting he said for the first time in a long or the first time ever we've got a generate a whole generation maybe two generations of people who don't actually know what a hypnosis show is yeah um so like when i was doing universities we had these kids of 18 19 kids 18 19 year olds coming in i was the same age as some of them when i started doing mm -hmm. it um and they've never seen a hypnotist before or yeah. a handful of them have because they saw one in marbella or somewhere um and so that's a huge problem. What used to happen was you just put the word hypnotist on a poster and everybody knew what that was and what the show was going to be. Now you put the word hypnotist on a poster and I, I don't want to offend anybody, but anybody being over the age of 30 might know what one is over the age yeah. of 40, 50. You definitely know what that is, which yeah. is why my audience is mostly full of that age bracket. So what I really, my goal is to make hypnosis really accessible and cool again. Not that I'm cool, but to make hypnosis accessible and cool again for a younger audience of people. Because when young people do come in, because their grandparents have brought them or their parents have brought them, when I say young people, I mean people in their 18, 18 yeah. 19, and 20s. They they love it, but they've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, talking about when you say about the, the student market, um, I do a, a, or I did a few universities, but I noticed how that market was changing, how it had gone right. from being very much 
you know, this is what we want to very much now, very, very PC, uh, to the point where it makes the show almost impossible uh, to do. Uh, I, I literally had uh, a, a manager, uh, a booker, tell me to use gender neutral language on stage. And it's like, you know, it just, it makes it very difficult. So, yeah, it's... I started it, to see that happening for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's that market, I think, it, they're not, there's less and less of them booking stage hypnosis shows now, which is, you know, it, it's the way of the world, I suppose. But the way you're doing it is right by putting on the theatre shows and the production shows. It makes people go, oh, what's that? You know, it opens their curiosity. So that's a good thing. Yeah, Brian Glenn yeah, it's, says. It's really hard, but love it. Yeah, Brian Glenn says, uh, you've got to do two shows a night to make it worthwhile. So, yeah. So Brian is, uh, don't, do you know Brian Glenn? I don't think I do. Uh, Brian Glenn is a uh, was a stage hypnotist that opened a hypnotherapy training school. It's it's a, quite a large hypnotherapy training school as well. Oh cool! Uh, yeah, he do, he, do, he lives in a cave in Spain now. <laughs> uh, by Sounds choice, like the place to live. Yeah, Sounds it, like the place to live in coronavirus. It's, it, it's a it's a nice cave by all accounts. <laughs> so there we go. Oh, there we go. And uh, Robert Temple's Penguin live lecture. There's a link just been put up there by uh, Alex William Smith. Um, <laughs> there you go. I had a blast See, doing that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been good fun. Right, um, I always ask guests for uh, either a top tip uh, or a book recommendation. Uh, so I'll I'll leave it up to you if you want to give a top tip for someone that's wanting to start performing stage hypnosis or if you have a book that kind of changed your perspective on either your career, your success path or your performance. Top tip. I'll do a top tip. What's a top, a top tip. tip from somebody wanting to start out in hypnosis? I think the first thing is um, you can get stage time in, but it doesn't have to be as a hypnotist. I think, like I said earlier, the stage time mm -hmm. that I had doing magic growing up, the stage time I had on the radio, the t stage time I had did mobile discos for a bit when I was 16, uh, the stage time I had uh, doing stand up, like just get some stage time doing anything Something, at all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that will support it. Because I believe, so there's an old quote in the magic world that was said hundreds of years ago that um, a magician is merely an actor playing the part of a magician. And I think that's wholly true. I think yeah. it's way more true for a stage hypnotist, though. Very much because so, Because yeah. you know, anyone doing it knows, in the world of stage hypnosis, it's mostly performance. And the hypnosis comes along with that quite naturally. You can be the world's most technically brilliant hypnotist, and if you can't perform it, then yeah. nobody gives a toss. Yeah. So I think for me, if you can get stage time in and just learn to be a better performer, a really good performer could, with very bad hypnosis skills could pull off a much better show than a technically competent hypnotist with yeah. no performance skills yeah. at all. So get stage time in, do anything, go and join. And there's loads of ways to do it. Join like there's improv classes for adults. Go and try that. That's, that's fun. Like just do anything that gets you stage time doing anything. Yeah. Now, do you know what? That is an absolutely solid piece of advice there. You know what I mean? It's one of the things I used to be a very nervous public speaker uh, and I did a few things. I joined a lodge. So you're forced right. to stand up there and talk. You've got Toastmasters, various different things that force you to Anything get out like there that, and talk. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Amateur dramatics, like every town in the country has got an amateur dramatics theatre. Go and do some plays for nothing for the fun of it and the camaraderie yeah. of it. Yeah. Brenda Case says, great advice. Totally agree. Uh, Brenda's a phenomenal female hypnotist that does the cruise ships. Um, so yeah Robert it's been an absolute blast thank you for coming on as well and uh, yeah hopefully people will check out your uh, Penguin Magic Lecture and the Transparency Template um, and yeah uh, you take care and uh, yeah take care and see you soon cheers man